Welcome to the Guitar Omni Podcast. I'm Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Each episode, we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world. Candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your master class in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. I'm here with Brian Kozak, who is a working guitarist in Cleveland. Been been there for quite a while, haven't you, Brian? <laughs> yes, I have. Hi, hi, Carl. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. So, you actually you grew up in the Cleveland area. I did. Yeah. And went to school there for for both your undergraduate and and your graduate that's, career. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's when I know that's how I know you is we were. We were compatriots together in the studio, John Holmquist, up there at the Cleveland Institute of Music, during those uh, halcyon times. My goodness, what did you have any idea what a crazy, wonderful, magical time that was? Those two years. I mean, like, you know, while it was happening, it was yeah. it was it was wonderful while it was happening. But um, yeah, now that we've you know been away from it for a while, it's it's really great to look back you know it's amazing it's it's yeah. like i just I, I think wow like and it was for me i don't know i don't know how it went for you for me it was like just kind of accidental you know it was like oh yeah here's this guy i think i'll go there and study with him you know yeah <laughs> um, just a stupid I, kid <laughs> yeah you know, we, were, we were all kids oh my gosh and i i don't know if you remember but first studio class i think it was the first studio class we had where did jason Jason yes, played the, the Castro, 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 Castro. Castro Concerto. Castro Concerto. At that moment, I thought, oh, maybe I'll switch majors. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah, that was that was quite a, yeah, quite, quite an experience. I was like, what the hell just happened? What, what, what have I done? <laughs> I, yeah, it's funny because my, my response to that was, you know, I thought, wow, do all the undergraduates here play, like, this you know that was my first response like what the hell have i been doing for the past four years <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> i was i was quite quite relieved to find out that he was exceptional <laughs> yeah and it, and it, he, he was was fantastic and and then we got to experience him uh going and winning the gfa i mean yeah. that, that was just that was part of that magical time was just seeing that happen unfold you know that was yeah really really great Kind of, kind of getting the the insider's view on on all yeah. of that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. So you do a lot of different things there, um, you know. And when like when you graduated, actually, I don't know that we've ever really talked a whole lot about this, which is kind of funny because we've known each other for so long. Like when when you graduated high school, what? How was the decision to stay to stay nearby home and go to school there? I mean, was that was that a conscious thing, or, or did you? <laughs> Did you look think, at, at going think, elsewhere? Well, so really, my I was gonna do um, electrical engineering, isn't that? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so it was kind of that was kind of the path I thought I was gonna go. And um, well, what, what, whatever family things kind of happened right right out of high school, um, 
I was actually signed up to go to a technical school and then okay. that kind of the rug got kind of pulled out there and then I ended up at community college and I started by okay. taking some engineering some you know engineering courses type you know that track <clears throat> but pretty soon I think I took music like uh, I think they called it music reading skills or some some fun okay. type class and you've been uh, playing guitar like almost your whole I, life like six years or something yeah, yeah. um and uh um so I took the music theory class and I really just thought it was the coolest thing. You know, I'm like, wow, we get to talk about music and study. This is so cool. And so by the end of, um, boy, somewhere in the second year, maybe it was even at the end of the first year, I was thinking, oh, I think I want to do music. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and and uh, so, so um, you know, I studied, I studied uh, with George Bachman. Um, at uh -huh. Tri-City, uh, studying classical guitar. So I had been playing for, like I said, 60 years or something before that, and mainly focusing on, you know, I wanted to play, I wanted to play rock tunes, and that's sure. what I did for all that time until, but I was interested in classical guitar. You know, I had heard re some recordings, and I was fascinated by it, really, and so when I got that opportunity, that's when I started studying classical with, with George, and, and, uh, and then after the second year, I knew... I wanted to continue it, and uh, of course George was teaching at Kent State, okay. um, which I did audition at Kent. Um, but I also had heard about Dr. Chauvignon at uh, um, BW, Wallace. Yeah. Wallace, and uh, which he just things that I had heard about him, and then uh, um, I, th I think I might have gone out for a lesson. I can't really re exactly remember, but somehow I, I, I met him and I was pretty taken by him and and uh so i ended up auditioning there and that's that's when i yeah kind of focused on classical sure. guitar then yeah 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 and then you ended up you know going to cim for right. grad school well, did you look anywhere else did yeah i was at, I, I auditioned at boston conservatory oh, okay um yeah so i i got in both was, you neil, know, was neil anderson at there at the yeah, time it was, it was okay. neil anderson right and, and um, so I went out to Boston, auditioned there, and I auditioned for John uh, at uh, Cleveland Institute of Music. And um, as you know, <laughs> John, John was just amazing. You yeah. know, I had this audition at Boston, and it went fine. It was good. And he, he you know, he, he um, made me an offer, and, uh, and um, I, I was interested in going to Boston. It sounded great, you know, sure. moving to Boston and that, that great city plus the schools and um but when i had that audition with john it was a lesson <laughs> and it was an amazing it was an amazing lesson it was like this yeah. guy is just something on a different level you know yeah and uh I blew up i was yeah. it was just like i was not expecting that to happen i was expecting you know i'm going to have this nice little audition i'll play and whatnot and and, and it was kind of weird because for me cleveland was not like you know, of all the other schools that I was looking at, it was kind of like, well, you know, I'll, I'll do this one too. You know, it was, there was no, uh, it wasn't like, you know, my last choice or whatever, but it wasn't like, I, it was just on the list, right? You know, yeah. I, I had I had other designs in place and then, yeah, I go in for that that audition and my head exploded. And it was like, <laughs> oh, I, I think I have to go here. I don't think, I mean, it, I made the decision like immediately. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Done, you know, it was I crazy. I think I think I was probably geared more towards Boston at the at the time, you know, when I was yeah. doing the auditions at first, um, just because it sounded, you know, I mean, I heard Neil Anderson and students coming yeah. out, 
um, and that, you know, moving and the new city sounded pretty exciting. But yeah, then <coughs> when I went back and I talked to Dr. Chauvignon, he was, we sat down and he was asking, asking me about the auditions and how the schools were. And I told him about the experience with John. He goes, sounds like you're going there. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And it worked out. It just worked out great. So, yeah. And then, of course, we had such a cool studio, which was, you know. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, and then, then when you graduated, I mean, you have family there and whatnot. You, you had started working. I think, I was thinking about it earlier today. And I think of all the folks that, that, that I knew and went to school with, you were the first one of us to get a college teaching job. I, I got it before I graduated. <laughs> yeah, don't burn bridges because that's how I got. So yeah, I got a I got a call from um, um, he was actually I think the guy that I took the first music theory class from at Tri C when I went there You're as a student. Kidding. Oh and my gosh! He, he, I think it was yeah, I believe he called me and he said, um, "I heard you're uh, about to get your master's degree," and Amazing. I said, "Yeah, yeah." And then this he, is how many years later. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, what is that? Um, that would have been um, so 80, I don't know, uh, <laughs> five years or something later, okay, right? Something yeah, like wow. Right? Yeah. Huh. Or six minutes. done really well in that music theory class. <laughs> yeah, I guess I made it impressive. <laughs> yeah, I must have done good. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that, so, was, that was at Tri C, right? That was, that was at Tri C. Community College. Okay. Hmm, correct. And you're still teaching there, correct? And I still teach there. Um, yeah, after all this time. So uh, I started there um, as, a, as an adjunct guitar teacher. So okay. the other guitar teacher at the time at that campus, because there's three campuses, three big campuses, and there's some right. other satellites too. But um, uh, he was in the position where he was full. He couldn't take any more students, and they had okay. a lot of students. So that's why I got the call. And that's how I started teaching, like the 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 kind of the leftover or the extra students that, that <laughs> didn't pay. Sure. Um, and uh, and I, that's how I started. And then after I think I might have after a year or a couple of years, I don't remember, subbed for a theory class for somebody. And then um, Dr. Vanessel, the guy that hired me, he said he offered me, a, I think, a, that theory class that that I took as a student many years. Oh my gosh. Before. Wow. And well, then that I started been a bit of a head trip. Yeah, and then I started teaching the, uh, classes like that, and you know, been doing sure. it ever since. Wow. wow! And 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 I remember at one time you were teaching, you were teaching there, and I think at Lorraine Community College. <laughs> I still am. And yeah. and there was there another school in there too. You had like three school jobs um, at one time. Yeah, but let's see. I was at. I still am at Lorraine as well. So okay. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, so what happened if, um, at one point, it was in a number of years ago, we, you know, this has been a long time now. It's, really hard. <laughs> it's kind of slightly depressing when I think about it. I'm like, wow, this is a lifetime ago. But, uh, but let's, one, yeah, let's not, let's not think about these numbers. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not good at numbers. So anyway, so I'll just remember. But uh, um, there was a full-time position, like a, like a, um, I don't know what they would call it exactly, a temporary full-time position that opened up at the Metro campus of Tri-C. Okay. <clears throat> and, you know, I applied for it, got the job. So I went full-time um, 
and I did that position for two years. Okay. And at that time, I stopped teaching at Lorraine because I was doing this full time at Tri C, right. and you know it was a lot of work. I had an office, and you know it was fancy and everything, just like a real full timer. You know, and, uh, <laughs> you got a taste. <laughs> yeah, and I had I had health insurance at least what? during the you know during the fall and spring semesters in summer the you know i didn't have right. it anymore don't get sick during the summer yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you're on your own bud during the summer but uh uh i did that for two years and then i just went back to do an adjunct and then after a, a little bit i went back to lorraine too i just called them oh my up gosh. they hired me back and i've been doing those two you know all well, ever since so it was just that little brief period where i didn't do okay. lorraine but then I did, you know what? That's right. I, I taught, taught at Kent State Stark Camp. That's right. right. That was yes. the other one. That's, That's what I couldn't remember. Yeah. I couldn't so remember basically either. every place, every place you've been to school, you've, you've taught. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And, and you, you've, you've had a, I mean, I remember when, when we were in school, you were teaching privately and you, you'd started teaching privately when, I think when you were in high school, right? I, I did. So yeah, and I, rem I remember you talking about pedagogy classes and stuff and, and you know, your, your attitude was like, you know, the, the voice of experience, you know, we, we was it really pedagogy classes. Yeah. I'm reading like all these articles about stuff and talking about, you know, pedagogical theory and whatnot. And, and you're like, dude, I've been, I've been teaching guitar lessons since I was like 16. This is not how this goes. <laughs> yeah, you, you're right. You know, you know, this is, this is kind of a funny thing. I find, I find this interesting, even though it's probably, it's nothing to do with, you know, high level musicianship, you know, but uh, <laughs> oh, my first gig, I can't, I, sh I won't say names because it's, it's uh, my first teaching gig. So, <laughs> well, change the my, names to protect the innocent. <laughs> my first guitar teacher was his name is Basilio Fusteri. Uh -huh. We called him Basil. R really, really great player and um, you know electric player mainly. But he played some classical. He studied with George Bachman too. Okay. Um, but anyway, he was he was um, maybe out of town or something, and he had me sub for him. And and so I'm subbing for him, and kids that were in school with me. We're taking lessons for him too so it was a really odd thing because these kids sure. are, you know, i'd see like in math class they like come into the lesson room and they're like what are you doing here <laughs> um, it was kind of funny you know and uh then uh um the, the 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 actual job when i first got i got hired at that store at that music store to teach guitar i got hired because the another guitar teacher at that store had to leave and I, I didn't know at the time why he just said he had to leave. And he said, I would like you to take my students. Would you do that? And I knew okay. him from going to that store for many years. Right. And uh, I said, yeah, sure. You know, thanks. This is great. And that's how I started there. So I found out that he ended up, he had to go to prison. So he, oh he got, gosh. He, that's what happened to him. He got, <laughs> he got busted for something. You know, whatever. No work release yeah. program there. <laughs> That's how I got my first gig. The guy got busted today. He took his job, but it was like <laughs> he offered it to me. It wasn't like I swooped in or anything. Yeah, you, you ratted him out so you could get his teaching yeah, right. job. <laughs> but, but yeah, but honestly, I had no idea until later. That's what happened. They oh, kind that's, of that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. Amazing, <laughs> and you and you still you still maintain a pretty pretty heavy private studio these yeah, days. Yeah, so right? I have I started doing Child Bloom um, 
around the same time, just a little before I got that full-time position at Tri-C. So I had been at Tri-C for, and then Lorraine teaching, and um, I'd heard about the Child Bloom program. I think I heard about it when probably when we were in college. Yeah. I, I imagine. I've never seen the ads for it in Soundboard. Right. Know. Yeah. And so I had, I think I had actually looked into it, um, you know, years, few years before, and then Finally, I thought, you know, I think I might try this, and I and I called up Kevin Taylor, and you yeah, know, that's right. Talked, mm -hmm. talked about it, and and um, ended up doing it. I went down, I to to um, Austin, and you okay. know, did, did the training with them, and came back, set up a studio, um, and uh, um, I've been doing that. And actually, amazingly enough, that that well, I kept that because I knew that teaching. At, you know, at, at community college, that job that I had was not a sure bet. It wasn't like sure. I was going to be doing, you know, I didn't know. And I only did it for two years. So right. I said, I'm not going to let go of this, even though it's like a lot to do. Yeah. But I didn't have to build the studio huge. I just had some students. And right. um, at, at certain times it got, it, you know, it, it, I built it up a little bit and then it got a little thinner. It depends on, depending on my schedule, kind of. How, how does that work? I mean, is it's, are you like a franchisee? Do you pay like a, 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 yeah, a, a, a mm -hmm. thing and they help you with the marketing and all that? And yeah. And that's actually when they, when they start, they do set you up and he's, he's, you know, he's always been really good about, about yeah. doing that, getting you set up and um, helping you promote. Um, and uh, it kind of is, you know, tailored to what you need. If, if, yeah. you know, uh, some guys have, they, they have huge, Child oh, I've seen, yeah, just crazy. And, and mine is is really modest compared to those. However, for me, it's plenty. You know, I got plenty, yeah. plenty to do, and I think I have eighteen students okay. right now. Um, and that's and it, those are just child bloom. Those, those are just students. child bloom students. Yeah. I have other private students as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, those are just child bloom students, and and uh, um, it's growing. It started growing in the pandemic too. It was amazing. You know, right, yeah. and, and, sure. and I have to say that they were, you know, they were really great. We had the directors would have meetings um, every so often during the pandemic to talk yeah. about ways of teaching and effective ways of teaching over sure. the room and stuff. And it was great because we had a lot of great ideas being thrown around from. Yeah. And, and it was. Now, with, very I don't I don't I mean, I know I know about the, the child bloom. I know about its existence and kind of how it works and whatnot. What's what's the. Uh, like what's the methodology in there? How, what, what, what do they focus on in terms of like teaching the, the kids and whatnot? And, and is it, is it kind of similar to Suzuki or is it, is it much yeah, I mean, it had some similarities here and there with Suzuki. So, so we, we do start them um, without, you know, by rope, teaching them by rope, sure. play this. And, and there's a set of pieces that we go through and, um, and some exercises and thing. And it depends on the student, how long it takes, sure. you know, if they're five, it takes, Usually takes a while, yeah. but um, I, I, you know, I had these kids, um, a number of kids that started during the pandemic, you okay. know, and, and, and some of them, you know, responded great through Zoom. And then I'm, you know, I moved a couple of them to uh, in person and, and one of the kids, he's playing like, he started playing parts like, like uh, voices together. And he's just, nice. just amazing how he just adapted so quickly to it. Um, playing all the time. Yeah, it's really neat. It's really neat to see. And there's, but, there's an ensemble component as well, isn't there? Yeah, and that kind of yeah. got 
Right, of course. Yeah, that was a rough part of it because we had a really <laughs> neat uh, ensemble for several years here in Cleveland, and, and I got them to play at the um, guitar festival, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. And I was the first uh, youth ensemble to be there. And then, oh, uh, cool. and they and they loved it. We played in the in the lobby there, beautiful lobby. You know, that's when we were students there. It was a not so nice, like looking. Gorgeous <laughs> now, right? And it's huge in the space and the high ceiling, and it sounds really nice in there. And we just had a little space we set up, and there was tons of people in there. They loved it, and so oh, Armin cool. would have us back, and we, he had us back several years, and. Um, it was always really fun. And the kids, you know, those kids in that ensemble look forward to it. because Oh, they, yeah, that's a big deal for them. It was yeah. a big deal. Um, but then, of course, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> in the before times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are, are, you, are you back to um, in person with all of them now? Or is it yeah, kind of not, a mixture? It's a mixture. I have, yeah. um, my big day was Saturdays teaching uh, mostly child boom students and and um most of them went back to, to right. be in person but there are still some um there's a couple that i never actually met in person yet isn't that oh, wild wow. it's just amazing uh yeah. but they're they're doing good it's really good but the, you know that part where we would get to play together that's a really tough part oh, right yeah and it's um, so necessary i think yeah. you know especially yeah. for really young ones you know yeah so we do our best, you know, we try, we make it work as best we can. Um, and uh, what ages are these students? I mean, you mentioned five, how early will they start them in that program? Yeah. Five is the youngest. Five is the youngest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I have any five-year-olds right now. Um, do they age out after a certain time? Well, they, you know, like I've had them grad, they graduate high school. Okay. You know, and, and then they go off to college. So, right. so my very first two child blooms students that I signed up, um, when I had the first, like, uh, I had like a, uh, a day where at, at the, the church where I, I initially started teaching, um, um, they, they came in and they signed up, um, and, uh, I gave them like a quick little, little lesson, like a five, 10 minute lesson. These first two students were, were both of them several years ago, graduated and went off to college. And uh, wow. so that started it, it. Those are my first two. And so now every year, you know, I have kids graduating. And wow. so I have a couple this year. Um, do you do like a graduation recital kind of thing? We do, we do a recital at the end of the year and I, uh, and I feature them. Um, and I usually it's fun because I'll take, you know, we take pictures of recitals. Yeah. And, and I have pictures of them when they were just little kids. Oh, it's so wow. fun. And I put oh, them on the so program. Cool. So the program, you see the program. And <laughs> Little kid, you know, they're all, the parents love it. The, the yeah. kids don't always dig pictures, but. <laughs> they will, they will. Yeah. Later, later in life, they'll, they'll appreciate that, yeah. So, and, and are the student, are the, are the parents involved in, in the study the same way, like, with, with, that they do with the Suzuki, like the home teacher idea or whatever that is? Yeah, um, it's, they, they are, they, and I'm sure, as you know, in any situation, yeah. parents yeah. make or break the student. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And, like, and it, 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 it's every, especially with the super young ones. Like the, the the kids can't they can't practice on their own. Like yeah. like that that doesn't happen. <laughs> so so um, yeah, parents are important. Some you know some some don't uh, don't do as much hands on as others, yeah. but they just support, and that's fine. Sure. They yeah. need to, they're there. They're um, maybe taking some notes or um, 
know, at least writing down what the, the, the student's supposed to practice that week. Sure. Um, some of them, you know, like I, have, I, have, I had a lady here the other night, uh, she was saying that she's playing the, the, with her daughter. She, they play together and nice. Um, and, uh, she um, does sometimes on piano because actually she plays piano. But, okay. Um, she's playing guitar too. And so they play together. Um, yeah, that's a really, really neat thing to have yeah. the, the parents doing, you know, involved in it that way too. Sure, sure, sure. And, and of course, I have several uh, students who the parents are musicians, you know, professional musicians. Right. And of okay. course, you right. know, that's, my that's God, the best. Oh yeah. my God, that's incredible. <laughs> you know, but I, I, you know, here sitting here with a with a lesson with these these two uh, brothers, and and their mom is a professional trumpet player. And the kids, you know, she says something and they like roll their eyes, you know, at her and, and you know, just, well, Mr. Kozak, what does he say? You know, I'm like, well, <laughs> your mom's right, actually, but uh, <laughs> kind of funny. That's, but yeah, that, yeah, that's great. Being a, being a musician is, is, is uh, you know, and when the parents a musician is really, yeah. I oh, got yeah. a huge advantage. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think about all the, the freakishly talented people that we went to school with at CIM, you know, and how many of them, their parents were, were musicians. Like, yeah. oh, you know, this is a, this is a, that's, that's the secret. This is, you know, it's that, that second or third generation that really, right. they've been, really kicks they've been, it into high gear, you know. They were born with it and it's just there. It's yeah. in part of their, it's the part of their family, you know, their yeah. traditions and stuff. It's just there. Amazing. Amazing. So yeah, and so go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying that and we were talking about the child bloom thing. In the you know, we start and wrote, and then after a certain point, we move into reading music. Sure. And um, you know, there's a there's a reading book which is great. It takes them from the initial reading, but the that point is that just like in in these other systems, is that they're already playing. Right. So so they're That's playing. Critical. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing musically and and uh, technically well. Um, quote unquote, and, uh, and then uh, <laughs> when they start reading. So they have that, so that does really work, especially for the younger ones, yeah. Sure, it's amazing. I, I'm always, I, I, I haven't done a whole lot of teaching children. You know, most of my, most of my activity has been teaching adults. Um, but I'm always, I'm always like just amazed at how quick they are. You know, yeah. like they, they just pick stuff up so quickly and their minds are so plastic, you know, and, and, and it's it's something else to watch, you know. And, and yeah. when when it happens right, it's like, man, I wish I could learn like that. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's so fast. And I know? and I tell them too that you know these ones that are like, um, especially the you know the the ones that are in high school now are going to graduate and they're reading, at a, you know at a high level, they're figuring things yeah. out on their own. You know, they're 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 um, they're able to read, but they're also able to pick up stuff, uh, you know, off the off the radio radio what the heck right um yeah. the, the internet what, right? what, what is this what yeah what is this ancient technology you're describing? <laughs> um, but yeah i mean like i tell them man, you know you you you're way ahead of the game you know yeah. i mean i i was like just struggling to you know play a couple of little finger style things with scales when i was in college you know and you're yeah. playing these pieces you know yeah. playing that's gotta feel great yeah, yeah, amazing. Very, very cool. And so, and, and you and you teach you teach some other non-child bloom folks as well. 
Yeah. Um, and then you're you, so you've got you've got the the, the the college teaching jobs, you've got the the child bloom thing, you got the private studio thing, non child bloom thing. You're also a music director for a, a Baptist church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, uh, uh, another job that I've had for a long, long time. Um, so I was playing, you know, when I um, when I got out of college, I was I was trying to do classical guitar completely, yeah. you know, and and and, and uh, trying to find gigs playing classical guitar. Yeah. You know, there's wedding gigs, of course. Yeah, because um, you had to supplement playing, you know, a concert once a year for, you know, <laughs> for, you know, I mean, when you're not Jason View, you, you don't have a, you know, you don't have as many engagements. Yes. You know? <laughs> so you don't, you don't have as many engagements. <laughs> oh, so, uh, you know, you, you, you know, fire you, your agent, you know, <laughs> yeah, my agent. Oh, gosh. So, uh, <laughs> So I tried to do that for a while and then and then um you know sometimes I got really frustrated because I'd be at these at playing these gigs like you know for a I don't know what it would be for um a business thing or maybe it was a mm-hmm. private like a party for a wedding or whatever and I'm like it, nobody's even listening to me and I'm right. drowned out I'm you know yeah. you know so so I'm thinking this is this is not my favorite thing to do you know it's fine it's fine to pay the bills and even john holmquist i remember him saying because i complained about it and he he said you know don't ever you know apologize for making a living you know you you're it's you know and i'm okay you're right so so at one point i was i uh just went back and started playing electric guitar again and i started um i started playing with this bar band and that's i played was playing weekend gigs in in bars and um <clears throat> and I was I was married at the time and uh it was not the best thing for a, a marriage, right? Or at least my marriage. <laughs> but, you know, it's like Saturday night, you get home at three o'clock in the morning, and yeah. and then the, the Sunday was kind of just a, a waste. Sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and she wants to do stuff, and I'm like on Saturday night playing in some bar, you know. And um, so after a while, you know, and it was, and, and that was a fun, that was a fun gig. Um, but it, you know, I was like, I can, I'd like to try to do some other things too. You know, this is just, a, there's not much more we're going to do here than just play yeah. these tunes. Right. So, so I, I tried to do a few other things. And one of the things I did was I got a job at playing in this uh, praise band at, at the first Baptist church in Cleveland. Okay. And, uh, what was um, your connection there? How did how did that happen? Did you know somebody um, else that was playing in the band? Yeah, some or? drummer, some drummer I was teaching with um, at one of the uh, community schools that I was teaching at. He said, um, "You know, we could really use a guitar player in this in this band." You know, and I said, "All right." So I went down and I met the music director and and um, played with them, and they you know, he hired me right there, and and I started playing um, every Sunday with yeah. that group, and. Um, <clears throat> I did that for, for many years, but w- what was really cool about that gig, um, you know, I was playing in the praise band, which is playing contemporary type music and playing a right. you know, pick style guitar, electric guitar, or uh, I did a lot of acoustic for a long time. Um, but then they would have their traditional service and the music director, Bob, would, would say, hey, would you play, you know, a classical piece on this yeah. service or sure. you know, do the Christmas service, you know, and... Um, and then I started playing with um, 
Diane Mangus. She was a, a soprano, and okay. she was a, one of the singers at the church, one of the quartet. And we played um, so many gigs over the years. Yeah. Um, so I was doing both, and it was all based through that church. You know, it was like yeah. uh, we were playing the services, but then we started doing other, you know, other performances outside of that. Um, so anyway, I played in that band for many, many years. Um, uh, when Bob was, you know, when he would be out of town or whatever, I would usually run the, run the rehearsals or, you know, run the band in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, um, about three or I think it was three years or so ago, um, Bob was in a really, uh, serious car, uh, oh. accident in, um, in over in Europe, he was traveling oh in Europe, and it was a terrible thing. And, uh, he, he was, uh, you know, flown back here to the clinic. Oh, my God. And um, he uh, had a number of surgeries uh, on his spine. And, and anyway, he ended up he ended up passing away. And it was really awful. Um, so during that whole time, he was, it was, he had um, gotten in the accident and then was um, in the hospital and uh, for, for a, I don't think it was quite a year, but it was a number of months. And so at that time, I was just kind of the de facto director, right? And then um, at uh, the time of his passing, they decided, well, we have to, now we're going to have to get a new music director. And at first, they were looking for someone to replace him, meaning Bob played uh, piano and organ, was a choir director, and then he also ran the praise team and... I love Bob. Bob is a great guy. He was not a contemporary musician. Right. And he really did not tra traditional church musician kind yeah, of guy. He really did. That was not his strong suit. So um he'd often defer to me for things. Right. Um but, uh, um when that happened, they were trying to find a music director to do his job, which was all of that. Yeah. It was really difficult because for that reason, you know, yeah. if they were really in a, a traditional church player they really didn't know much about contemporary sure. music you know sure or didn't even like it which was really and then vice versa yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, so um when that was going on i said you know what i'm either gonna just get out of this thing or i threw my resume in and said you know i'll i'll do the contemporary and they hired me and so i started being the the, the, the contemporary music director at that point wow and they hired another person for the traditional you know. Sure. Um, so yeah, and I started directing that, and, and um, over the years, I've gotten uh, musician friends of mine to to be the band. You know, so yeah. we have a good uh, band. You know, that we have uh, keyboards, bass, drums, and guitar, and and they're good players, and, and so it makes it a lot fun. of fun. Yeah. To play. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so even though you know you're not always playing, you know the the, the tunes that you like. You know, you're, 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 you're making the best of that situation and, and haven't, you know. Yeah. What, um, what, what's the schedule like for that? Do you have like a, a weekly rehearsal and then Sunday, well, couple services or? Yeah, on, on, we do. Um, so originally we had a, a traditional and a contemporary service. So okay. every Sunday had two services and I was always in contemporary part. Um, uh, but when COVID happened, we went to combined services well in the summer we would usually combine the services too but um okay COVID happened we did one service one combined service and um 
we were we were we would before COVID we would rehearse on Saturdays typically. So I would have my students. I would have a whole day of teaching, typically my child bloom uh, studio teaching, and then I would uh, do a, a, a rehearsal for for the Sunday morning the next day, and then uh, you know on Sunday morning play the play the gig, and sometimes we would do a, you know rehearsal after that too, just depending okay. on. But when when we got into COVID, um, I moved to doing rehearsals uh, via acapella. I would make I do, and I still actually am doing that. Wow. I make acapella. I play the I play the uh, you know the rhythm, the changes and stuff, and I send it to them, and they record their parts. And uh, wow. sometimes I'll you know I'll give them feedback um, based on what what I hear sure, from the acapella sure. parts, you know, and um. So that's how we've been doing it, and and um, I mean, you got to adapt to whatever this, of course, is going to go on, and, and we got to we got to be safe. So yeah, yeah. Um, and during the lockdown, we never stopped doing services. We we live streamed them, so okay. we wouldn't have any congregation. We would just do a live stream, and we would just keep it to the minimal numbers of people that we needed to do the do the service. Um, you okay. know, no choir. Um, a couple singers for the for the praise band um, masked up and and um, and you know managed to keep everybody safe that whole that whole time. Wow! So yeah, you were actually meeting in person as a band, yeah, live streaming that, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, and so we we the, the, it's a big sanctuary there. So um, we were the the um, where we play on on the on the altar there. We we it's it's. A, a good sized area and since there's no choir you know right. they open that whole area up and we put um drums on a, on a little riser and and myself and the, and the bass player also on a little riser but it spread out right and um you know just kept it kept it going that way wow wow crazy so, and i mean that was i mean like doing doing the acapella stuff and all the that was probably a significant time commitment compared to, you know, what you would do, what you're doing for live rehearsals, I'd imagine. Yeah, it is. Cause actually I got to do some today and I, and I just, now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, oh no, I got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> which, which brings up a, a, a bigger picture idea and something I, you know, I'm really anxious to talk to you about, um, you know, putting this all together, making a living, doing this kind of thing, you know, um, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, when I was in school, when I was young, I, I don't know that I thought that much about it. It was just, it was more like, just kind of like, I want to do this now. There's things that I want to learn. There are people that I want to study with, you know, there's, I want to take this time to think about these things and do this now. Part of it was like, I wasn't sure I was ever going to have that time in the future to do that. And it was like an opportunity. Okay. I've got, I've, I've got this opportunity to do this now, you know? And I, I, I don't know that I ever really had a very clear idea of what my professional life was going to look like, you know, down the road and, and how that was all going to fit together. And then you do this, this, you, you mentioned all the gigs and stuff after getting out of school. And, and, and I, I think of it as like this, this mad scramble, like, you know, I was just, I was just doing everything I possibly could to try to make a living and y'all do this and y'all do this. And then what's next and what's, and, and feeling like at any point in time, it's just going to all dissolve. I was going to say when you're, when you're saying this, I was like, so at some point you stop doing this. <laughs> Isn't that the way it is? 
Well, no? Yeah, well, maybe, 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 nah. I, I, well, no, no, I'm still doing it. Yeah, yeah. but it's, I, I, I guess I got more selective about, about yeah. things. And, and it's not so spastic anymore. You know, yeah. I think, and I, and I think about it now. And I, uh, the, the, the way that I, the way that I often, often perceive it is, is this idea that like, huh, this is kind of a strange way to, to live a life, but I mean, it seems to be working. I've been doing it for, you know, yeah. a really long time and it doesn't seem, it, it, I think, I think when I was younger, it was always like, oh, I'm going to do this until something, right. you know, until something changes, right? Until the magic comes along and. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and now I've, I've just kind of, I don't re resigned is the wrong word because that, that mm -hmm. gives a feeling of somehow like, <clears throat> you know, giving up on something or but it's just like, this is my life and this is what I do. And, and there's nothing wrong with it because it's been sustaining me for a quarter century. So I, I guess I'll just keep doing it, you know, but it, I think, I think for me, the, the, the difference is that, um, I've just become more selective about the things that I, I choose to do. You know, yes. I, 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 I stopped playing weddings as a soloist a really long time ago. And it's funny cause you know, hearing you talk about like doing, doing those gigs, you know, I hated it. I, yeah. I absolutely hated playing yeah. weddings as a soloist. Like every, every, pretty much everything about it was, was yeah. terrible to me. Yeah. And, but I felt like I, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what, you know, this is what we do. This is what the working musician does. And, and, you know, it was, it, it took a long time to get to the point where I was just saying, you know, I, I, am not going to do this anymore because I don't, I don't like it. And there's, there's so many things about it. And it was, you know, it wasn't being like a spoiled baby or anything. It was, it was, you know, everything you do, there's things that you don't like, right. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't like that. It was just like, no, I really don't like anything about this. Not yeah. a thing. <laughs> I've, I've seen some, some people that do weddings and they do them regularly and they do and a they great job it. and yeah. they're great and they do a great job. And yes, but I wasn't one. That wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I still play them occasionally, but yeah, um, yeah uh, it's not my, my favorite. Thing. Yeah. But I, I, I felt like, yeah, I think, I think it took me so long to get to the point where I was, was able to, to have that realization and say, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I, there was a part of it that I thought, like, may, am I disrespecting, you know, the profession or, or you know, most people don't get to make a living this way. Right. And and by saying no to this, am, am I being, am I taking something for granted? You know, that, that kind of thing. And, yeah. it, and it took me a long time to get over that. You know, it was, it was really, really strange. So. Well, I, you know, when I talk to you and I see some of the stuff you're doing, you know, it's like that's inspiring because you, you say you have done, you've done so many different things, you know, from obviously from playing music and teaching music, but, but building amplifiers. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's, that's great, you know, and then playing, um, uh, you're doing Irish, you've been doing that for a long time, playing the Irish gigs and um, recordings. And yeah, this, this is, this is really good. And it's, it makes you, um, you know, maybe uh, think outside the box a little more than, you know, then yeah. just, I'm going to play only play, you know, and I hear it with students. So sure. it makes me, it makes me remember because, you know, when I'm sitting in a class with, with these, um, you know, college age students and they're saying, I'll never play that kind of music. I'm only going to play this kind of, here. and I'm laughing. And I'm, well, you know, <laughs> you know, you better make some, put some application to Target pretty soon because <laughs> you're going to need some money. And, um, 
you know, and there's nothing wrong with working at you know. Of course, no, no, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just making a joke about it, but um, it's true. You know, we have those, sometimes we kind of uh, maybe are a little bit principled about things. We're going to only do this, I'm only, do, you yeah. know. Um, and then and then you find out later, well, <clears throat> I got to, <laughs> I got to, my daughter wants to take dance classes, you know, and that stuff's right. expensive. How am I going to pay for that? Well, I better <laughs> do the gig or I better find a way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And, you, and you, you figure out things that you can deal with or you are good at or you do enjoy, sure. you know. Um, so not everything works out that way, but yeah. over enough time, you know, we've been around a little while, so we can, <laughs> you know, we have a little, we have experience in those, in those situations, you know, well, that, I can deal with this, you know. Sure. Where I, remember, I, can't, I can't remember, I, I had gone to some workshop at some point in time, like, like one of these artist development workshops where... You know, you basically just talk about marketing strategies and, and, you know, building a career and all this kind of stuff. And I remember one of the people that was one of the speakers, she said, you know, you really have to figure out what you want to do because otherwise you'll end up doing anything, you know, and, and learning, learning how to say no and kind of like focusing on those kinds of things is, is really important. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's. And I was really young when I heard that, and I think I think it was one of the things that I lodged away in my brain, and and later on in life, I was like, oh, that's what she was talking about. Okay, yeah. I get it, you know. But it's 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 funny because for me, like all all of the the bizarre random things that I ended up doing, they were all accidental. It was it was it there was no there was nothing conscious about any of that stuff. It was like, oh, here here's something. Okay, I'll do this now. This this looks this looks like fun, you know. And, and just got into it that way. And, and one of the things that I'm always talking to people about professionally, which, which has been kind of interesting to see, um, having, having like a lot of different sources to fund my life, in other words, you know, mm -hmm. is there's something, it, it's weird because I'm working all the time and, and that kind of stinks, but I also love what I do. So that's kind of good. But if any one of those sources disappears, it's, it's not going to ruin me, you Correct. know, like, and, and Absolutely. I've always kind of, there's a, there's a certain kind of freedom in that, that I've, that I think is, is really kind of liberating. And, and, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's on one hand, it seems like really insecure and really strange. And, and, but on the other hand, it's like, well, you know, I don't, I'm not beholden to any one of these things. Yes. I Absolutely. can replace that, you know? Um, and, you know, I, I've also enjoyed the, uh, the, uh, the uh, I guess the, the 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 joy of not making much money, you know, when 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 you're poor, you don't have much to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I and, and I, I mean I'm I'm kidding. I shouldn't I shouldn't I shouldn't joke about about that because there are people who are a lot worse off than I am. You know, I'm not I'm not a wealthy man, but uh, you know I'm I, I I'm okay. And and uh, but it's it's there's something about it though. It's like you know it's it's, it's uh, you know, there's a certain kind of freedom in, in that, that sort of thing. And I feel that too. Yes, absolutely. And, and it, <clears throat> I know other people notice it too. You know, when I'm home, you know, I'm out in the afternoon, early afternoon, walking my dog. Yeah. You know, they're like, you know, this guy, what does he do? And people ask me, by the way, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I, I tell them, it's hard to explain all the things like we, we've been talking yeah. about. It's just a person that's like, I do this, I do this, I do this. Right. And I say, yeah, I teach and play music. That's what I say. You know, I yeah. teach and play mm -hmm. music. And they're, oh, okay. You know, so. 
and, and you live in a nice neighborhood, and, yeah, and I think I, you are a homeowner. I am, and I and I, that's isn't that fantastic? It's <clears> unbelievable. <throat> I, I, it's something something I never thought would happen. Like, I mean, yeah. What what? I'm buying a house. This this you know this is somebody else. This can't be me. You know. <laughs> right. and, and I you know and I'm here. I have this. This is a nice place. It's an it's an old you know it's built in 1930. Um, it's but it's a beautiful neighborhood. It's charming. Um, I got the house when it was it had been foreclosed, um, so I got it at a really rock bottom price, and it shot up like crazy. So if I wanted, so I'm sitting on some. I'm sitting on a little bit of, you know, uh, money that I that I that came from this strange economy, you know, that the, suddenly all these houses around me are going for like a lot of money, right? And I had work done on the house, to, you know. So it's, well, it's constant. You know that with a house, it's mm -hmm. a constant thing. You, oh yeah, especially with a house built in 1930. You know, there's yeah. a lot of things that need to be done. But um, I think uh, my neighbors were really happy because. I wasn't someone that was just buying it to turn it over. Right. You know, I bought it. Um, it took me a while to get the outside fixed up, but over the course of a number of years, I had the, you know, I had the, I had the outside done. Um, basically it was in, it's, it's a it's cedar shake. So it needed a lot of work. Oh my gosh. Um, and I have a friend that did it and, and uh, did a great job. And, and so the, the way the house looks now from when I moved in is so much different. And I, it, you know, of course, that picks up everybody else's. Of course, yeah, value. yeah. that's a nice thing. But yeah, uh, uh, you know, as a as a part time teacher, right? <laughs> I, managed to, I managed to pull it off somehow. You know, you must be doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and and like uh, you know, at the at the uh, at Tri C, the community colleges, you know, Tri C and Lorraine. One of the things that I started to do years ago, I started doing web classes. I started developing oh my gosh. online courses. So, you know, okay. I'd be teaching a survey of, of jazz or survey of uh, world music or something, um, music appreciation. And uh, at one point, um, someone asked me to, to, can you develop this as a web class? And like, yeah, okay, I did it. And then I started doing all of the ones that I was teaching and uh, and eventually they all turned into web classes. I mean, they still have them. They still wow. have them in person. But guess okay. what goes when there's a you know when there's a, a pandemic, web yep. classes. And I was already doing them. So I'm like, nice. hey, I'm I'm yeah. I'm doing it. You know. And so I didn't realize that I was setting myself up to, you wow. know, that you know to to have consistent uh, classes sure. during a pandemic. You know. So that was a really good move. Without yeah. knowing it, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is how much how much of the teaching that you're doing for those places on is online? Well, I mean, during the pandemic, it all was, but like, yeah, but still a majority of it. Okay. Um, if I have like uh, typically, I'll have four courses at at uh, Cuyahoga Community Colleges, and in three of three of the four are online. Um, oh, great! Yeah, it's nice for the commute. <laughs> yeah, and actually, this this semester. Um, the one class that would have normally been in person, which was class guitar, uh -huh. um, when when last year we did it on, on Zoom, okay, and so it was still set up as a as a um, a remote class, um, uh, and uh, they asked me, well, do you want to do it 
in person or remote? And I said, well, we'll just leave it remote for now. I don't know what's going to happen with this yeah. pandemic. It was great because I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be coming a problem again, but uh, yeah. I, I just let it be virtual and, and I had a, I had my class and I taught that one. So actually all of them were online this semester, even though. Wow. It was, and Lorraine too? And Lorraine, um, this semester I, I had two, two courses and both were online, yeah. So, nice. so, <laughs> so you don't have to wear pants ever. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> you know, when, when you are teaching guitar, sometimes you want to angle the camera so they can see your <laughs> And if you didn't have pants, then that might have been an issue. But it is kind of funny because I'm like, oh, I got to teach in, you know, in 30 minutes. I better, I better, um, you know, take a shower or whatever, you right. know, get myself comb my hair. <laughs> Clean up these beer bottles, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's funny though. Cause it's, you're, you're, you know, doing laundry downstairs. Oh, I got to go teach a class, you know, yeah. you go upstairs into the sure. That's a different feeling. <laughs> yeah. It's all when I, when I started teaching here in Columbus, you know, most of my private teaching was done at, like the community music school for Capital University, um, or music stores, things like that, you know, out of the house. Mm -hmm. And and I it's funny because I I was always really resistant to to teach at home. Like I, I just I wanted my home to be like that was that was my refuge. I'm not I, this is not where I work. I work there, I live here. And for some, I I, I don't remember this there's a lot of stuff going on, but I, I started teaching at home. And like after the first week, I was like, boy, was I stupid not to do this earlier. You know, yeah. I loved it. It was great. It's like, like you were saying, you know, I'm, I'm doing my laundry. Oh, I've got to go, got to go to work here. You know, like if a student didn't show up, I could go up and have a cup of coffee. You know, like I was at home, you know, I wasn't stuck in an office somewhere like, you know, twiddling my thumbs, you know. Do you have a studio that you use you, for your teaching? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. When the, so the, the, the basement of my house, I converted to teaching space, recording space um, when I when wow. I moved in here. So it's 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 a separate workspace, and I it, it's funny because I honestly, I mean, like I practice down there, the whole thing, all my stuff's down there. It's you know time to go to work, you know. And, and yeah. when I started doing that, you know, I would kid about it. it's like <laughs> I'm on my commute walking downstairs with my cup of coffee, <laughs> you know, like so. And and it's it, I love that, you know. I I, I never felt like. You know, I can't get away from her. I, I much prefer working here than going anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it, it, especially when you have equipment, you know, we have a lot of equipment yeah. uh, that we need to, to do things. Um, and if, you know, it's really hard to be driving around with a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you, and when the weather hits, you know, we, we, oh, we live in a, in a northern clime, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So um, what, what else what else do you have going on? Like the, the other thing I was I wanted to ask you about is like because um, I know it's a it's a it's a big challenge for me. And I, th I think you and I probably, you know, on a day to day basis, you know, have a similar kind of existence that we're that we're doing, you know. Yeah. And. And one of the big challenges for me is, you know, to maintain my practice schedule and, and keep that focused and, and, and how, how's that, how's that look for you? What do you, what do you. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it is, it is, that is definitely a challenge. So, so I was mentioning earlier when I got, you know, out of college and I was focusing so much on 
playing classical guitar. That was what I yeah. wanted to do. And that's what I did practice wise. Right. And I still, I still practice classical guitar, especially when I need to play something, you know, <laughs> and I, but it's often my practice is based on what gig I have. You got to come yeah, sure. And, Absolutely. and, um, but, but I like practicing and I, and I, you know, and I still, you know, the, the, the instrument still fascinates me yeah, and yeah. Um, I get still frustrated when I'm playing something <laughs> like, why can't I play this already? You know, you know that kind it's of thing. so hard. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but so the, like, for example, this week, um, a bu crazy busy week, finals week at Tricia and I'm grading, grading, grading. And I had a, a, a gig on uh, Wednesday um, and that I did with, um, uh, it was it's like a Christmas gig for at this uh, uh, place down down in Cleveland, and um, we've done it for a number of years now. It's like the Christmas party for the employees at this uh, uh, recovery place. And um, this year, the the other two guys that I normally would do the gig with weren't available, so I hired a, a second guitar player. And he and I just played tunes and, and, uh, but I, you know, I had to practice for that. Right. It wasn't, wasn't, uh, you know, stuff that I played It's Christmas tunes for one. Um, and, and some charts that, that played over a number of years. And then, um, guy that I've never played with, I know him though. He's, I know him, I know him well. I just, we never did any gigs like this together. So, uh, did prepare for that. And then, um, last night, um, we did a recording for the Christmas Eve service, the candlelight service, which we're not, we're obviously going to record it and stream it at 11 o'clock instead of doing it in person uh, due to a couple of reasons, but obviously COVID, one of them. Um, right. And the, the choir is, um, uh, was having a, was, it's a challenge to get everybody together, especially um, during COVID and on Christmas Eve. It's a, so right. we just thought we'll redo this as a recording have a guy edit the video, put it together. Um, so I did that last night. And for that, I was playing classical guitar. I was playing a, a solo piece and then a piece with the choir. Uh, so I had to prepare for that, you sure. know, and, uh, you know, I'd been preparing for that, but, you know, that day I had to do it. So I was playing, uh, playing classical style. And then this weekend I'm playing a concert with, uh, um, you remember Joe Hunter, you know, oh, yeah. So there's a, a a bass player friend of mine, Demetrius, who's who's uh, doing this uh, Christmas jazz service. It's just it's really just a, a, a concert of of uh, jazz tunes, Christmas tunes. Sure. And uh, so so he put together a, a an hour uh, program, and uh, it's uh, guitar, bass, drums, piano, and vocal, yeah. and. Um, uh, Preparing for that for the Sunday. So everything is based on what's what I gotta do, you know, coming yeah, yeah. up. It comes it becomes very practical, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, but you know, I think probably like you, I dig it. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get to practice this stuff like yesterday I was playing, you know, some really nice classical pieces. Sure. And then this weekend I'm gonna play with I'm gonna play with these high level jazz dudes. Yeah. You know, that's it's really that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think the the funny thing for me is like I I just feel like everything's squeezed. You know, it's like everything's last minute. Everything's like you know, and and 
yeah, it's just the way it is, right? You know, yeah. it's like it would, you don't have the luxury of, you know, I'm going to make this really good and really polish this and, and live with it for a while and, you know, do that do that thing. You know, you, no, it's like I got to get this done. I, I yeah. got to get it done quickly and, you know, here we go. You know, <laughs> and, and there's a whole lot of that going on, you know. Um, and that's, I think that's, you know, it's kind of exciting and cool and fun. But that's, that's, that's the part of it that I, I every once in a while, like, man, I'd really like to, like, dig in just a little bit more and be able to, be able to live with this stuff a little bit more deeply, you know, and, uh, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a real challenge. And I always think of too, I'm sure John said this to me, you know, when, I, when we were in school and, and I, and I know that, that, that I heard it when I was an undergrad too, this idea that like, you better practice as much as you can right now, because you're never going to have this time <laughs> when, when you get out of school, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think, I think I, I, I knew that, like, I think I, I listened to that. I didn't yeah. necessarily know how true it was, you know? Right. Right. And, and I think I always tell my students now, I was like, you know, I can, I can get stuff done in an hour, an hour and a half, you know, because I had those many, 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 many hours then, like, you know, I, I got the process refined at that point in time to where now it's so efficient. And I know what to do. You know, because I only, you know, like if I, if I can, if I get an hour a day of practice, I mean, I, that's amazing to me. Yeah. You know, like I, I, there's no sitting down and practicing for three hours anymore. That doesn't happen, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I wish, but you know, it's just, that's, that's not the reality of, of my life. So, but, uh, but I, I, I think because I, I developed those skills, then I'm able to get stuff done in short periods of time now, you know, and, and, and I'm really kind of glad I figured that out, you know, and I wasted a lot of time too. I, you know, it's not like, you know, I wasn't the most disciplined of students, but I was disciplined enough, I guess. And, and I, I got enough of it that I was like, okay, yeah, all right. That makes sense. You know? So. Yeah. And you have to trust the process too, because when you're practicing, you know, you're first learning it, it's, you just have to know, you have to trust that you're going to get it. It's going to happen. Right but it's not here yet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so basically don't freak out, you know? Right. Just, sure. You know, it'll be all right. It's going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome. So do you, have, do you have anything coming up in the near future? Anything on your plate that you're excited about? Anything, uh, anything? You know, I'm, any I'm, projects um, or anything? Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have actually, I'm trying to think if there's anything I'm, um, so I've been, one of the things that it's kind of came up, I thought about a second ago when you were, were mentioning about practicing in them. So um, I did um, a few months ago sign up for, I, I, there's a guy here, a local um, player, his name's Brian Davidson. He's a great, great musician. He played in Nashville for a while, great guitar player. And um, uh, I just signed up for lessons with him. So oh, I was cool. like, I was like, hey man, I got, I want to have some fun too, you know. I want to do wow. something for me. So I signed yeah. up, and, and um, uh, you know, been studying with him, and it's it's been fun because we're doing all sorts of different, you know, different things, uh, transcribing some stuff, and and uh, um, but that's pretty fun for me because it's like not what I would normally do, you sure. know. It's not it's yeah, not yeah. The, it's not the practical thing to do. You know, I got, but, but it's like something that I think is important because it, it makes me think a different way, uh, yeah. challenges me. And then, um, uh, do, I'm doing something for myself, you know? Right. Right. And, and, uh, uh and it's still playing guitar. <laughs> and it's still being a total, total guitar geek, 
you know, speaking <laughs> out over something that was recorded and you're just like, whoa, you know, this wow, is, incredible. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's just, that's fun stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, in the, in the um, you know, I, I do write um, music and, and I've wanted to um, record that, uh, those things. And so that's something I'm, 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 I'm putting on the, you know, um, putting out there. I want to, I want to do that yeah. sometime in the future here, uh, the Very near cool. future. So, um, yeah, that would be the that would be the thing that I would a project oriented yeah. thing that I'd be looking. Excellent. For. What, what kind of music? Well, um, so it's it's uh, some of it's instrumental, um, and and it's uh, you know I don't know how to categorize it. It's um, it's definitely not jazz, um, but some of it's instrumental and with some improv, you know, section. Yeah. Um, uh, there's definitely influences of, um, you know, there's some Matheny-ish kind of uh -huh. things. Okay. Of course, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to Matheny right. in any way. However, I've listened to so much of his music. Sure. And, uh, I, I think any any instrumentalist who is is even, you know, adjacent to jazz music who plays guitar uh, probably yeah. has been influenced by Pat Metheny. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, you, you can't escape it, <laughs> nor should you. <laughs> right. and, then, and then I, you know, I've done, I've done a lot of, uh, of steel string uh, playing and I wrote, I write some music that's based, you know, on, on, on steel string. And um, some of that would probably be, uh, ha would have a vocalist. And I've okay. you know, worked with a number of vocalists and, and um, there's one, uh, vocalist in particular who uh, she and I did a number of gigs um, a few years back it's just incredible um, and we were playing we were playing covers yeah. at the time um, but we had talked about uh, writing some stuff together and that COVID oh, cool. happened and kind of put things yeah, off right. a little bit yeah so that's cool. I, I, I look forward to hearing that stuff man yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> very cool so is there is there anything else you think we should we should talk about? Um, wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's a dangerous question. Yeah, is there a rating, you know, on this podcast? <laughs> I, I do have to every time I have to like fill out the little form when I'm when I'm publishing the, the podcast that says, you know, is it is it explicit? You know, so, so far, so far, I've had this. I've said no to all of those, but uh. that's good because you know we've we've uh, been through a lot um, over the years, and and uh, some of it, uh, you know, we could say say things that might be that might you'd have to. Right. I have to check the explicit box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I must say that, yeah, I mean, we've we've we behaved ourselves like mature individuals here for almost an hour and a half. Like, wow. that, that's a record, I think. All right, well, stop the recording. <laughs> so you can... <laughs> no, but it's, no, but it's it... I, I think it's really neat to to. Uh, um, I mean, we 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 got to experience, you know, Jason's uh, Jason view and his all his accomplishments and it's fantastic to see but i saw i also think it's so neat to see you know people like us who are everyday musicians yeah. who are are working and yeah. in, in in versatile and doing all sorts of things that are that are um you know I th that are it's exciting to do those all these different kinds of projects you know you're yeah. working on recordings and um playing gigs of all different kinds yeah. You know, that's that's really 
That's it's really fun. cool. You know, it, yeah. it's it, it, it's it's it, it's 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 the kind of thing. Like I said, a lot of it's just accidental. You know, it's like it's kind of bouncing around and. Okay, yeah, I think I'll do this. Oh, sure, I'll do this. Oh, you know, okay, oh, well, yeah, let's do this, you know, and, and kind of piecing it together that way. And, and you know, and, I, and it, the other thing that, that I, I often think about in regards to that is, you know, the arts in general exist on many different levels at once, you know? I mean, Jason's the top of the game, right? I mean, they, they, that's like, he's, and he deservedly so, you know? Yeah. Nobody plays like that. Nobody plays like that. And, He's got this great career, but you know, I'm not going to get those gigs. Those, that's that's not me. Yeah. But there are gigs that he's not going to take. I'll 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 hoover those suckers up <laughs> happily, you know. Yeah. And and I think I think that that's that's kind of the thing is you find your level, you find your niche, you know, or where you find where you can be comfortable and successful. And you know, for for the, for the gigs that I do, there's also gigs that I I don't do, and somebody else can do those, and that's right. great, you know. And and I think that's that that's that's been kind of a realization in recent years too. You know, it's like I'm 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 perfectly fine to be at, at that level and 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 do that thing, and you know, it's it's kind of interesting how that how that goes too, you know. Yeah. To to um the, the you know of course we lost John um. Earlier in the when, when, um, earlier in the year, right? Yeah. And and um, that was that was you know off, awful sad, but it also sorry it also brought us kind of back together. We were you know our right. studio. Remember we had that uh, yeah, yeah. Zoom call with everybody, and it was good to talk to see everybody what they were up to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a neat. It's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah, like it, all with all the all the years past to kind of like get back and, and and see that, and it's like oh yeah. Huh, interesting, you know, yeah. and and who who could have guessed any of it then? You know, you can't, you can't, like, you just don't know. And I was, that's another thing that that comes up a lot for me too is is this, this idea. You know, I'm, I'm a, I don't know, I I I'm, I'm a pretty meticulous kind of person, you know, and and I like to have plans. I like, you know, and and I think as I've gotten older and and just kind of dealing with that issue, you know. Like you can't plan this stuff out. You can't. You can't sit down and say, "Okay, you know, this is in five years. I'm going to be doing this, this, and you know." Like, I mean, you can, but it, it always gets messed up. You know, yeah. like it, it always goes off in a different direction. And and I, what I can't figure out is, is it better to do the planning and just give over to that process of it bouncing around, or is it just better to like, you know what? See where it takes me. Yeah, let's, let's just ride the wave and see where it goes. You know, because yeah. I, it, it's just. Yeah, I think I think I think there's something there's something to be said about you know having a plan and having some intentions and you know and even if it all goes to hell or gets completely twisted up or you know who right. knows you know but maybe maybe the process of of doing the plan kind of sets you on some course I don't know like it, yeah it, it is, you're it's, right it's no, just bizarre you know yeah and again yeah. I think back to you know so so much of my my consciousness is regards you know my professional life was was really you know, if from a very short period of time in my life when I was really young, you know, and, and, and thinking about how, how I was thinking about my future then and how it ended up. I mean, I could, there's no way, it, 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 you know, there's no way I could have foreseen any of these things taking place and, and, you know, it, it, and to plan for it, no way. I mean, like if you, if you can't even see it, like what are you planning for? You know? <laughs> yeah, I think though the planning thing, I mean, it's, yeah, you have something to shoot for in the future, but you might find out also that that plan that you had 
maybe right. maybe that isn't for me right you know at this time or whatever you know you figure yeah, yeah. things out and then you go in a d different direction or you know that that happens happens all the time <laughs> yeah. how did we get so, to be such wise old men I don't know. <laughs> well we got to be old men anyway yeah <laughs> no um, uh, i got I, I i remember you putting this up um, um a number of years ago now about having John's um, John Holmquist's album, the, the, the his uh, yeah. um, um, the, he the had Follies, yeah. yeah, the Follies, right? Yeah. So, so, so uh, he, he had two albums. The, the other one was the duo album. Did you right. remember that one? So, so I, yeah, the, I don't have it, but yeah, I remember hearing Well, guess it. what? I have it. Oh my gosh. So, so I have it and I got it from Alma. And um, so, so I oh wrote her said, uh, maybe last year sometime. Um, she had mentioned, or John mentioned, that they had found a box of of his records in the house, right? Oh and um, so I just contacted her um, before Thanksgiving, and I said, you know, I don't want to bother you, but by the way, do you still have any of that of his record? Because I would love, really love to have it, you know. And um, she said, actually, yes, and I'll bring it um, to Cleveland because her daughter, their daughter lives here. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, so so uh, she ended up bringing me the both and I got the recordings oh, and it was, you know, it was wonderful. like taking me back because that was such a great yeah. recording. Um, yeah. yeah. I tell you, when I, 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 I think I probably told you the story before, but when when I went to audition at Peabody, um, I saw Julian Gray. It was a two day process. And I saw Julian Gray, that the, and I had studied with him a little bit. Um, and I saw him on the first morning, and he asked, you know, where else are you auditioning? You know, and I hadn't auditioned for John yet, and I, I mentioned that. And he asked, he's like, have, have you heard his recording? Uh -huh. And I was like, no. And the second day, he came and found me, like, in the lobby, gave me the record, and said, you have to go to the library and listen to this right now. <laughs> you know, I, and no. here... It's amazing. I was here. I am auditioning for his program. Yeah. And he's t he's telling me that I have to listen to this recording of this other guy. You know, I mean, th that made an impact. It's like, wait a second. You know, are you telling me that like <laughs> I should go study with him? What do you, what are you yeah. saying to me? But it was, but the the amount of respect and and oh my gosh, the 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 number of times I've heard people talk about their recording. You know. Yeah. Or, um. It, it was weird. I, I would go to I would go to conferences and things, and, and people would find out that I studied with him, and it was just like, oh, you know, yeah. like, wow, okay, cool, I'll take it. Thank you very much, you know. <laughs> but it was there was some real credibility in that. But it's just you know, yeah, there's that that, that recording is something else, just unbelievable. And yeah. and Armin has talked about those that because he was there at that competition, the Toronto competition. Yeah. And you know, John was very humble, and he played it down. You know, he. he you know, he he didn't, he always said he had a great performance, and yeah. but he was always picking up everybody else that was there. Mm -hmm. But Armin said, he said, no, it was magic. Yeah, everyone knew when he played that. Uh, you know, yeah, we played that piece that John. And he'd only been playing like four years at this. Some some ridiculous <laughs> blows my like mind. Ridiculous. Like what? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I've been doing. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, well. Brian, it is it is awesome to talk to you, man. Um, we will uh, we'll have to do it again sometime, if not for the podcast, just 
you know, just yeah. hanging out. I, and I, I think, I, I think a, a face-to-face meeting is long overdue. Yeah, so absolutely. We, we need, we need to work that out. So, um, yeah. but th- thanks for, thanks for chatting with me and, and, uh, good luck to every, you on all, all the stuff that you're doing. And, and, uh, it's, it's really great to, to pick your brain and get, get your thoughts on this stuff. And I'm sure people are going to really love hearing this. So. Right. Well, thank you, Carl. That was, that was fun. This is Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Guitar on My Knee podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. Mm-hmm.